welcome everyone to church once again. It's a privilege to be here to bring God's word to you. And I thank God for this um, opportunity. Again, you know, it's all about gratitude. I want to thank God for the life of our pastor, uh, for the opportunity. Thank you for your leadership. God bless you. And to every one of you, just want to say thank you for coming out. I want you to appreciate yourself, celebrate yourself. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Everlasting Father, we thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you for your word that you have prepared to bless us with today. Oh Lord, we pray that your word will liberate us in the name of Jesus. Let your word give us wisdom for godly living in the name of Jesus. And I pray that in your infinite mercy, you will speak through me this morning. That every one of us here will be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Brethren, just to remind us and for those of us that are joining us for the very first time in the place of Victory Church, every month we have a team and this is the month of honor. Hallelujah. And so far in this month, by God's grace to our pastor, the Lord has opened our eyes to see uh, the meaning of honor. God has also through him as I know, tell us uh, why he honors us. Every one of us here, we are definitely honored by God. And for us, God made us in his own image and he has a purpose for making us. So we are the objects of God's love. And uh, by the grace of God, we also understand that there is a demand for honor. And that demand is upon every one of us that we should be cleansed from sin. We should flee all forms of ungodliness. We should pursue the things of God. And the things of God from uh, two weeks ago, I believe, uh, include righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Praise the Lord. And last week was our International Sunday. Very colorful. And we looked at different people, yet the same God. Now, if you miss any of this topic or discussion, you can feel free to go to Spotify and search for Place of Victory podcast or anywhere uh, you listen to podcasts. It's also available on YouTube in video form. Uh, by the grace of God today, I want to bring you God's word, the topic entitled Choose Honor. Praise the Lord. I want you to echo it with me. Choose Honor. And we'll be reading from the word of God from the book of Philippians chapter 2, uh, verse 3 to 5. I'll read the new living translation. So if you have your Bible, please open your Bible. Praise God. The word of the Lord says, don't be selfish. Try to don't try to impress others. Be humble. Think of others as better than yourself. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that was that Christ Jesus had. Praise the Lord. This is a very interesting scripture, and I'll be emphasizing on you know, the very first uh, verse, that's verse 3, talking about us thinking of others as better than ourselves. You know, when you look at that scripture, it's talking about you esteeming other people. Now, it doesn't mean that you under, you know, you, you think of yourself as a nobody. You think of yourself as God's child, but you also need to recognize that other people have equally God's children. So the concept of honor that we know 
it's not something created by man, it's created by God. You know, the system of this world did not start the concept of honor that, oh, I honor you, you honor me. No, it started from God. And everyone, every person, everything living that God has created has its own honor. Praise God. You don't believe me. If you see a snake, how many of us will want to grab that snake? Yes? Is that fear or honor? <laughs> Praise God. You wouldn't want to do that. But we started by looking at the meaning of honor. Praise God. And there was a picture on our Instagram which I want to bring up. How many of us are on Instagram? Yes, don't be shy. Don't worry. I won't say it's a sin. How many of us are on Instagram? Okay. How many of us are following the church on Instagram? Okay. If you are not doing that, please look for the church and follow us. Praise God. So there we look at the definition of honor. And we said that it's about you know, esteeming other people. But very interestingly, I will describe honor this morning as you know, to demonstrate high respect or great esteem for someone. To demonstrate high respect or great esteem for someone. Now, you see, the concept of honor is simple, but it is not easy. Honor is simple, but it's not easy. Why? Because in this world that we live, it's a very competitive world. Now, when you come across somebody for the very first time, we tend to size them up. You know, check, is this somebody that is up there or below me? It's a natural tendency. Praise God. For sisters, you know, look at the wig. Where is it from? Look at the face. Mm, you know, brothers also, we know. Look at the car. Is it something that you want to see yourself driving? We know we'd like to, you know, size other people up. But the reality of it is God has called us to honor other people. And by honoring other people is because of the great things that we see in them. The great value that God has deposited in them. So every one of us here created by God is worthy of honor because God made you. Praise God. Now, if you look at the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, again, we have to read a lot of scripture. Genesis 1, 31, Bible says, God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And what? There was evening and morning the sixth day. God saw all that he has made to be very good. So the fact that you are made and you are wonderfully made, you are very greatly made, it means that there is a measure of honor in you. Psalm 8 verse 4 to 5, which is our, our theme of the month, it says, what is man that you are mindful of him? Or the son of man that you visit him? Praise God. It says, for you have made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with what? Glory and honor. Tell your neighbor, you are crowned with glory and honor. So, irrespective of our difference in age, irrespective of our difference in position, irrespective of our different experiences, beloved, we must honor everyone around us. Because when you honor other people, you are actually honoring God. First John chapter 4, verse 20, the Bible says that if a man says, I love God, praise God, 
and he hated his brother. He is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he had seen, how can he love God whom he had not seen? That word love in that scripture, Greek is agapo. And what it means is that esteem. Praise God. So if you say you esteem God and you ate, the word ate there is missio, and it means what? Esteemless. Praise God. Esteem, esteemless. And he's saying that if you say, I esteem God and esteem less your brother, you are a liar. Praise God. So if you say you honor God, then you must definitely honor your brother and sister. So as Christians, we have been called to demonstrate honor by placing other people above us. Romans chapter 12, verse 10. Bible says, be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourself. If you have your Bible, I want you to open that scripture. Romans chapter 12, verse 10. The Bible says, be devoted one to another in love, in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Now, so contrary to the worldly pattern of competition, in this world, in our world as Christians, we only rise by what? Lifting other people up. We only rise by what? Lifting other people up. You get honor by honoring other people. Have you heard that if you want something, give that thing? Yes? If you want money, give money. Right? If you want wisdom, what? Give wisdom. Do you know why people teach? Because when you teach, you get to know it more. Praise God. When you share, you get it returned to you. And I remember that the boy was preaching one day and he said, at some time, uh, as the church was growing, you know, he gave some tie out to some pastor. And the next few months, people were just giving him tie. And he went to God and said, God, why is it tie and tie and tie and tie and tie every time? And God said, well, you gave people out, you gave people tie. Praise God. So for as many of us, there is a law of sowing and reaping. Praise God. So if you want honor, what do you do? Give honor. Praise God. So our goal in life truly must be to help others to become successful. Successful in their finances, successful in their marriage, successful in their career, in their studies, in their relationship. Every way you can be of help, show help. Now I remember a man of God, Apostle Joseph Salomon, was saying that Honor is one of the major keys to, fa to favor. Honor is one of the major keys to favor. So if you think your life is lacking favor in one way or the other, check. Is honor lacking in a particular area of your life? Now, because we are chosen people, the scripture is filled of evidence asking us to, you know what, honor other people. But the truth is, the way you honor people or the way you relate with people says more about you than the other person. True or false? If you are going on the street, maybe in Swansea City Center, and you saw you see a young lad just insulting a grown-up man, what will first thing that will come to your mind? Yeah? Is it about the grown-up man or about the person insulting the other person? It's about the person, right? So when you show honor, it tells us more about you than even the person you are honoring. Respect is what you give other people. 
Honor is what you have. So if you have honor, you have to give honor. Hallelujah. So there are certain things that the Bible tells us about honoring other people. Now the scripture is filled with evidence and example of people we need to honor. But this morning I want to focus on three. I will mention the others. The first one I've said it is by honoring everybody. First Peter chapter 2 verse 17. First Peter chapter 2 verse 17. The Bible says, show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Praise God. If you have your Bible, please open. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. You see, honoring others goes against our natural in- instinct. Many a times we think about position. Do you know who I am? Do you know how much I've achieved? Do you know how much accolade I have? If it's not in this environment, if I get to other environment, people will stand up for me to see and I'm here. Yes, 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 yes. Those things are true. But the reality of it is you don't demand honor. Praise God. You don't what, demand honor. So in order for you to get honor, you need to give honor. Praise God. And when we give honor, it shows that we are actually working in love. You cannot honor someone who you did not love. Praise God. For you to honor someone, there is a love that is flowing in you to that person. Jesus Christ tells us to love our neighbor as ourselves. And he's saying that when we show honor, we are actually showing the love of God. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And then the Bible then says that what is man that you are mindful of him? If God did not honor man, why will he give his son to die for man? If God did not honor you, why will he give his son to die for for yourself? So selfless living, beloved, is God's way. Selfless living is God's way. And for you and I to be able to give honor to everybody, we need the Holy Spirit to give us the spirit of humility. Praise God. The spirit of humility. I want us to turn our Bible to the book of Philippians chapter 2 verse 3. Philippians chapter 2 verse 3. And I want everyone of us to please open your Bible. I think Pastor was saying last week that sometimes technology will show you the other side. Praise God. So this morning we have slides, but the slide is not coming up yet. So that's why we need to continue. Philippians chapter 2 verse 3. Bible says, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. It says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in, in humility count others more significant than yourself. Hallelujah. Count others more significant than yourself. And do you know the interesting thing about the scripture? Jesus Christ said, if you go to a party or if someone invites you for an event, what do you do? Sit down where? At the back. So that the owner of the party will come and say, please come forward. Imagine yourself, you are sitting in the high table. And then the person just come and say, "Uh, sorry, we have a list of names of people. Yeah? Praise God. You are, you are number 10 on the list, but we only have nine chairs here. Can you please move? Praise God. You know, we were at an event yesterday, and when we got there, we discovered that, you know, you might not, everybody will not sit comfortably. 
And I was saying to my wife and people around, I said, I hope they will not come and ask us to stand up now because we look very young. There are so many old people there with, you know, their uh, Nigeria Agbada and everything. I was like, I hope they won't tell us to stand up now. <laughs> Praise God. But, you know, for us to truly honor other people, we need humility. To be humble doesn't mean that you should, you know, ignore yourself or say you are nothing, you are a nobody. No. You are somebody because you are a child of God. However, because some other person is a child of God, you honor that person. Praise God. The second person or people I will look at is our parents. Bible says in the book of Exodus 20 verse 12, Honor your father and your mother so that your days or so that you may live long in the land of the Lord your God is given to you. No. As I was saying, the event we went for yesterday was a funeral. The, the man, uh, the dad for one of our friends passed away at 80, so he's an old man. And there was a lot of discussion talking about him. People were saying, good life, you know, he's a good man, he's a very nice person, and things like that. Now, some of us might find ourselves in a situation whereby you don't have such a fantastic parent, you know, and you are thinking, what if your dad passed away? What would you say about him? Praise God. No, but... Whether they are fantastic or not so fantastic, the Bible is very clear that we must honor our parents. And why is this important? Let's open the book of Leviticus chapter 20 verse 9. Leviticus chapter 20 verse 9. Bible says, For anyone who causes his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. He that caused his father or his mother his blood is upon him. You know those times that you murmur when they say, go and get something? Praise God. Are you murmuring or you are cursing? Praise God. Yes. It's a matter of the heart. Praise God. It's a matter of the heart. Because sometimes what we say is different from what's happening in our mind. Praise God. And God is the one that judges both the sin and your sin. Now, look at the word curse here. Cause here, he says, for anyone who causes his father or mother or his mother shall surely be put to death. What he says, cause is an offensive word or phrase used to express anger or annoyance. So cause is not where, you know those cause that people will say something is, you no, know, all those, I don't want to say it, you'll not hear it from my mouth. Praise God. You know, I come from a place in Nigeria that when friends see themselves, they just start saying some things and you begin to wonder that this is a cause. And it's just their own self of greet, their own way of greeting themselves. And then we, when we go for you know, Christmas in the village, then while we are still sleeping, we just begin to hear somebody, something. Ah, say this environment is a very is a very interesting one. But cause. It's not until when somebody brings out something and starts saying some utterance that are incantation. No. Any offensive word, phrase used to express anger. Some of us might have parents that have, you know that they have angered you. But when you say something because you are angry, what is the Bible saying? That cause anyone 
who causes his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. And his own blood is on his head. Proverbs 20, verse 20. Please, let's read together. It says, if one causes his father and his mother, his lamb will be put out in utter darkness. Anyone who causes his father. Now, cause, again, is offensive word said out of anger. Bible says what? His light will be put off in anger, in, in darkness. If you take it a step further, Exodus 21 verse 15, Bible says whoever strikes his father or his mother shall be what? Put to death. You know, many of us will say, ah, I will never do that. Praise God. It's extreme. But yet you say certain things out of anger. You know, when a parent, a child is, you know, if you have a child, and the child is still learning how to do certain things. As a parent, sometimes you become angry and say, can't you just do this? But you know, there are parents that get to a level that they need their children to support them. It's like a reverse circle. And then you see children taking care of that parent, taking them to the loo, doing all sorts of things. And yet they are saying something about, they are saying some, some things in hunger. I pray God help us in Jesus' name. So, even if you do not have connection, you know, relationship with your parents, in order for you to honor them, you must choose not to speak ill of them. Praise God. It's a decision that I will not speak ill of them. When that time comes and conversation get there, what you just say? All is well. Praise God. Don't say all is well. If they have done something, there are some people that have, they have abusive parents. Parents that neglected them. There are examples of people whose dad did not show up and on wedding day the man came with Agwada and said, I want to see the father of the bride. Someone can say something out of anger, but the word of God is there, it's established. What you say out of anger is a cause. And Bible says death is a consequence. So if they've done, they've done something wrong, they've abused you, they've neglected you, they've disappointed you, all you can do is to forgive them and to pray for them. Now, if you don't have relationship with your parents, you know, you love your parents, they love you, you are, you are friends, you must honor and respect their age and life experiences. And this is very important. Do not mock their abilities or their inabilities. Praise God. Do not mock what? Their abilities or inabilities. And when you say, maybe you, you have a conversation. Thank God you are in the UK. You're having a conversation and your mom just said something in English and you felt like, ah. You know, Nigeria, they say you have shoot gun. Praise God. And, and you feel like you have to correct them there and there. If you're not careful, it will become mocking their inability. Don't forget that it is still in that inability that they supported you to where you are. Even if it is just a booklet, A4, or what, how do you call it, the notebook, exercise book, if that is all they ever bought, it is something in the sight of God. Praise God. 
So we must speak with utmost respect to them at all times. There is a reverse side of all these. If you look at the life of Ruben, Ruben dishonored his father and he lost his place and his blessing. If you look at Genesis chapter 49, verse 3 to 4, Bible says about Ruben that you are my firstborn, my might, the first sign of my strength, excelling in honor, excelling in power. Verse 4, it says, turbulent as the waters, you will not excel. For you went up unto your father's bed, unto my couch, and defied it. Ruben should be the firstborn. Firstborn always gets double of what every other person will get. But he says, instead of you to excel, instead of you to be, to be the leader, you will be few. So when Issachar, Judah, Bible says, Scepter shall not depart from Judah. Judah is the thirdborn. And that position, the scepter, should be for the firstborn. But he lost it. And up till now, we still call Jesus the lion of the tribe of Judah. Shouldn't that have been the lion of the tribe of Reuben? But because Reuben dishonored his father, what? He lost that position. Absalom is another example. Second Samuel 18 verse 9. Absalom rebelled against his father. David, you have been king for too long. Say, it's my turn. Move. I know what somebody said in Yoruba. I think I, I don't want to say it, even though I know it. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know, not everybody will understand, but... Okay, let me explain for those that don't understand. So, there is, Nigeria will be having an election next year, right? As a country. One of the presidential candidates in a conversation said, bring this thing, it's my turn. I've just translated it. <laughs> Praise God. But that was the same thing Absalom did. Absalom said, you have been king for too long. I need to also get this thing. And then Absalom, because he's very handsome, people started coming to him, future king, future king. And you know when people start calling you future king? Now I'm a Yoruba person. I don't want to speak Yoruba. But when people start calling you king for tomorrow, just tell them, please don't do it. Because tomorrow we never finish. Praise God. They will say king, uh, tomorrow's king. But when we get to tomorrow, it's still what? Tomorrow's king. Tomorrow we never end. That's why we need to be very mindful when people are praising you. Praise God. Absalom, Rubel. They dishonored their father. And death was their reward. The third group that we talk about is that you should honor your spouse. Amen. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 4. Bible says marriage should be kept honored by all. And the marriage bed kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. When we say honor in marriage, what we mean is that you should you know, recognize the beauty and the worth of your relationship with your spouse. And then do everything, you know, something to put that recognition and appreciation into action. You know, many of us that are married, think about how you were chasing after her. You know, your friend was saying, 
on her birthday, I had to take Okada from one place in Nigeria, so far away to another place to deliver birthday cake first thing early in the morning. Praise God. But the question is, after 10 years of marriage, are you still doing the same thing? Praise God. It's about value. If you value her so much that before she wakes up on her birthday day, when you are still cutting, you went to give her cake. Now that you are now in the same house, you don't even wake up. <laughs> Praise God. You are not even the first person to say, happy birthday. Praise God. Honor. Honor means you recognize what? The beauty and the worth of your relationship. Now, so many things happen in marriage that sometimes you begin to think about, mm. but the reality of it is once you make that call, once you make that decision, you are expected to remain faithful to your spouse. So the point here, the next point is how do you honor your spouse? Number one, you must remain faithful to your spouse, whether they are around or not, whether they are available or not available. Praise God. You must remain faithful to your spouse. There are so many people that they are in a different country, long distance relationship, long distance marriage, and they begin to say, Well, she's not here, he's not here, anything can happen. You no, know, I've been trying, but you know, brethren, that is you dishonoring your spouse. Remain faithful to your spouse. Marriage, Bible says, is honorable in all the marriage bed on the fire. Next, you need to discover his or her love language and learn to speak it. Praise God. Now, I know a lot of us have heard of five love languages, right? Yes. Number one. Yes? Ah, praise God. Is that a brother? Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Okay. okay. There are five love languages, right? So, ma? act of service, yes. Words of affirmation. Praise God. You know, there are different love languages. I recognize them. I read the book, and I, you know, I, I can see sense in those things. But for us as believers, again, when you say you are a believer and you decide not to learn, you will suffer because ignorance is not an excuse. So if your wife or your husband have a love language and you, are, you know, oh, let me start from, you don't know, you are in the wrong. Praise God. That's a dishonor. If you know and you cannot speak it, Praise God. Praise God. I know many people cannot speak cannot because they choose not to learn. Now, if your wife, let me know, okay, if your husband is someone that likes maybe gifts, praise God. And then the wife in the marriage is the one that is the saver, and the husband is the spender. And then the wife now says, because we want to save for this project, there is no gift for you. By the time he gets to the office and somebody says, Happy birthday, colleague, and give him cake. You are inviting trouble. 
Praise God. When, when we talk about honor, you need to understand the love language of your wife or your husband and learn to speak it. You are never too old to start learning. The day you stop learning, you start dying. So if you have never read that book, go to Amazon, order one, read it. Praise God. Gary Chapman, thank you. Praise God. Read it. Praise God. You know, many of us, we, we stop pursuing our spouse. Rather, we complain about how they dress. Praise God. If you have ever complained about how your wife is dressing, and you cannot go to Tesco and buy F and F of what you want to see out wear and say, my dear, take. <laughs> Praise God. If you, want, if you want your wife or your husband to look in a particular way, if you have the means, why not present it to them and say, my dear, I want to look like this. Because when your husband or your wife is honored, you have been honored. Praise God. And there are some men, they will go out and spend money and their wife will be suffering. You are dishonoring yourself, you are dishonoring your wife. And there is a consequence for that. Praise God. You know, if you buy something and they are not using it, have a conversation as adults. Praise God. Have conversation as adults. If you don't know how to start the conversation, maybe you go for a date night. Praise God. And if you have no idea and you need more idea, talk to Pastor Jeff. <laughs> Praise God. You need to continue to pursue your spouse. And then you need to cheer them on. Be their biggest fan. Praise God. Remember before we got married, I asked my wife some questions. Of course, she didn't know that something was coming then. We we're just having conversation as friends. And I said, so what is your ambition? You know, and she mentioned it. Of course, we are still chasing it. But the reality of it is we are moving in that direction. Praise God. I don't have the picture. I don't have the notebook anymore. But I still remember. Praise God. So every time, that is the goal. Let's keep going there. Let's keep pursuing. Praise God. Cheer them on. And again, be available to do what you both enjoy doing. Thank God we are in the UK. You can do 60-hour shift. You can do 55-hour shift just to get the money. And you are no longer available to have conversation. Brethren, you are already breaking that bond. And you think about it. You say, but I'm doing all this just to make you comfortable. Did she say you, she wants all that to be comfortable? Have that conversation. And I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. And one thing I will say about you know, cheering them on and being their biggest fan, be very mindful of how you talk about your spouse in the midst of other people. Because it is how you present him or uh, she or him that will determine how the other people you know, look at them. If you go out and you talk about how bad your wife is at cooking, but you are eating the food. And you have not died from food poisoning. So it's a good cook then. Praise God. The same thing applicable to children. The way you talk about your wife in the presence of your children really matters a lot. You know, there are people that 
I, I think I heard a story that the child went to school and they asked, What's the name of your father? And the child said something, you're a brother, I don't want to I don't want to say. You know, the name you call your, your spouse, that will be the name your children will most likely start calling your spouse. Praise God. There are other people that God expects us to honor, those in authority, those in um, those the elderly, our employers, and even our church elders. Now, I'm trying to bring this together in a close. Now, I've mentioned people that you should honor, but there are certain people that you know you should honor them, but you are struggling to honor them. Maybe because they have hurt you in the past, they have disappointed you, they have abused you, you know, they've neglected you, and you know that, yes, I should honor these people, but I'm just struggling to do that. What can you do? Number one is that you cannot control the behavior of other people, but you can always choose how you respond to it. Somebody can do something, but you don't have a control over it, but you can choose how you respond. Now, let's consider the life of Joseph. Joseph has every reason to be bittered, to be angry with his brother, with Potiphar's wife, with everyone around. But he chose not. When he has the power to throw his brother in prison, he didn't do that. He could have as well, even you know, Potiphar's wife, to say, yes, you did something that was wrong, that was a lie. Now come here and take 40 strokes of the cane. Praise God. But the Bible did not record that anything about that. Praise God. He chose a different way to handle it. Now let's look at how you can respond to, to honor those people that have hurt you, they have abused you. First point is for you to forgive them. Praise God. Now in choosing to forgive, you must remember that you are not excusing their behavior. Praise God. When you choose someone that abused you, you are not excusing what they have done. Praise God. And at the same time, you are not denying what has happened. That's not the forgiveness we are referring to. And forgiveness is not about denying your emotion. Bible tells us in the book of Genesis chapter 45 verse 14 that Joseph went into the room and he wept. Praise God. So the fact that somebody has hurt you doesn't mean that you should not be disappointed. You should not feel the hurt. No. But again, what is the forgiveness that we are referring to? The forgiveness is you giving up the natural desire to see the person who wronged you get what is coming for them. Praise God. That natural desire to just, you know, to give up that desire that this person hurt me, they will be hurt. This person did this, I will, they, they, should, they should have this in return. That is forgiveness. And for many of us, that have been disappointed, hurt, abused. We've heard of abuse in churches. We have heard abuse in family, husband abusing wife, wife abusing you know, children, and so on. The only way for you to heal from that experience is through forgiveness. So if you are still holding somebody in your heart, the word of the Lord is coming to you this morning. It's time to forgive. Praise God. So forgiving a, a parent or a family member who have hurt you, is the most honorable thing you can do because you are choosing love over vengeance and bible says what vengeance is mine can you even repay that person in their own coin you can't because that's not who you are praise god 
So when God, when you trust God to deliver the justice, that is when you are showing honor. And the reality of it is, forgiveness is for you and not for the person that hurt you. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31, it says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. The next thing, in terms of honoring those who have hurt or abused you, is that you can choose to stay away. Praise God. You can choose to stay away. So the fact that you are a Christian does not mean that you cannot choose to stay away from people whose presence in your life is toxic and harmful. Praise God. Stay away from toxic people. Praise God. Joseph is an example. Let's open our Bible to the book of... Uh, okay, let's not read that. Uh, but if you get home, read Genesis chapter 39, uh, verse 7 to 11. His, wife, his master's wife said, come and lie with me. But instead of Joseph to stay there, what did he do? He ran away. And after Joseph became the prime minister, there was no record that Joseph invited her for a dinner. Praise God. He's somebody that has to be kept far away. When you have toxic people in your life, it is wisdom to just give them that healthy boundary. You know, somebody will say, healthy boundary is malice. It's not malice. Praise God. Because what is malice? Malice is a desire to harm others or to see others suffer. Extreme ill, extreme ill will or spite. So when you say malice, that's not what malice is saying, the definition. You need to be able to create that healthy boundaries. You don't allow everybody to pour into you because their toxicity will begin to affect your own life as well. Praise God. And many a times, even by keeping them around, your action, your words can become sin. Somebody said something, become angry, you are cursing at them. In that instance, if it becomes, if that person is a parent, then you are already heaping curse upon yourself. Praise God. So, if you find yourself in this situation, feel free, again, of course, praise God, feel free to choose to maintain healthy boundaries, you know, to protect yourself, your spiritual life, your physical and your mental health as well. Okay? And if you have time, feel free to read a book called Boundaries by uh, Dr. Henry Cloud. Again, now I'm a Christian. I believe in reading the Bible. I also read books. Praise God. So you can read books to you know, learn from other people as well. The third point, which is the last point that I'll be closing with, is that you, can, you need to look up and pray. Someone has hurt you, but you still need to honor them. What do you do? You need to take your eyes off the earth and the person. And then look unto who? Look unto who? Jesus. Bible says in the book of Psalm 34 verse 5. It says they look unto him and were enlightened. And their faces were not ashamed. Praise God. There are many people that have been hurt. They've been molested. They've been abused. But they are still holding on to that art. It is time for you to do what? Look unto Jesus. 
That shame that you are feeling, it is not you that ought to be feeling that shame. It is the person who hurt you that should be in that position, not you. So it's time for you to look unto Jesus and let him you know, radiate on you so that you will no longer be ashamed. You know, it is natural for you to want to remember, replay the events and the art. But you must choose not to live in bitterness. You must fill your heart with psalms of worship, songs of praise unto God. Let's read Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. If you can have it on the screen, that would be great. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. And if you have your Bible, please open up. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. We have it. Okay, if you have your Bible, read with me, King James Version. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So rather than thinking about the art, the pain from yesteryears, it is time for you to start thinking on the things that are just, pure, lovely, and of good report. And you need to pray for yourself. You can't do it by your strength. Bible says in Philippians, Second uh, Corinthians chapter twelve, verse nine, it says that my grace is sufficient for you. So at that point, you need to go pray for yourself that God give me the grace to live a better life. You know, if someone has known better, they will have done better. Praise God. But you're, now you know better. You need to do better. Praise God. Also, you need to remember to pray for them. Those that have hurt you. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 5 verse 44. It says, but I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despisefully use you and persecute you. Praise God. Pray for their salvation. Because if they have known better, they would have done better. And even in your pain, even in that struggle that you have, there is still opportunity for you to help other people. Remember listening to the story of a woman whose son was killed, only son was killed in a car crash. And she looked at the person and said, I forgive you. She still hope to have another child, but she said, I forgive you. And then she began, she started a charity that is campaigning for safe driving on the road. That ministry became a life mission. That your pain could be something that will help some other, some other people to heal. Praise God. So now it's time for you to look beyond yourself. Start looking around for people that you can support. People that you can be a blessing to. And I pray that the Lord will give that grace to do this in Jesus' name. In conclusion, it is not easy to honor everybody. Natural tendency, we want you to size up the person, to check that person out, whether they want the honor. But remember that honor is not what you give to people. It's what you are. Without honoring you, you cannot honor other people. Without honoring you, you cannot honor God. Praise God. So when you say you honor somebody, you are first of all honoring yourself. 
Praise God. So by honoring other people, you are showing God you recognize the value that he has placed in the individuals. So for those that have hurt you, you need to forgive them, pray for them, and if necessary, stay away from them. And very importantly, we must ask the Holy Spirit to show us the worth of those around us. If you see someone sitting by your side, you don't know what they carry. Praise God. But if the Holy Spirit revealed to you, that person sitting by your side that you think is a nobody could be what? Your destiny helper tomorrow. Praise the Lord. Pray that the Lord will give you the humility to honor and serve other people. That's why in the church of God, there is so much opportunity for you to serve. You cannot afford not to serve and to honor people. And I pray as we do this, the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Let's rise up on our feet even as we pray. We're just going to pray three prayers. And we do it very quickly and then we close. We, we, we go to the next aspect. I want you to ask God to help you to forgive those that have betrayed your trust in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's pray that the Lord will grant you the grace to forgive and those that have betrayed your trust, those that have disappointed you. Could it be your parents, could be your friends, could be your colleague, could be anybody. Pray for that grace to forgive them in the mighty name of Jesus. And pray that the Lord will give you the grace to honor them as commanded by the Bible in the Bible. Pray God for the grace to honor them in the mighty name of Jesus. You know, for every one of us, we need the grace to honor and to serve other people with humility. Pray that the Lord will grant you that grace to honor and to serve in humility in the mighty name of Jesus. Call upon your God, call upon your Father this morning and say, Lord, I release everything unto you. I release everything. I release my pain, my body in the name of Jesus. Thank you, most gracious Father in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. But last thing, Father, your word has come to us this morning, this afternoon as well. Lord, we pray that you help every one of us even to honor, to decide to honor other people in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to honor our parents. Help us to honor our spouses. In every way that we are falling short of this standard, Lord, we pray that you will forgive us in the name of Jesus and help us to amend our ways in the name of Jesus. Through it all, oh Lord, we pray that we will become honorable people in the name of Jesus and give us the grace to serve in your house in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen.